Welcome to the Let Us Reason Together broadcast with pastor teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Please stay tuned to the end of the broadcast for more contact information. And now your host, Dr. James Sutton. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walking Truth Radio Podcast, and I have on the line my favorite podcaster and friend, Sister Tanika Drake from God's Gifts Through His Word, and she has something she wants to talk about. Hey, Tanika, how you doing? I'm doing well, Pastor Jay. How are you? I am fantastic. So what's on your mind? Well, I have been watching the looting and the protests and everything like that. And what, what about what was the looting and the protesting about? What are, what are we talking about? About George Floyd being killed. Okay. So. So I. Hold on a second. Well, anyway, I just, I'm tired of my black people always being gunned down in the streets. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of, I'm so angry, but I know I can't go out and do what I really want to do. And I don't want to become like the people who are killing my brothers, killing my sisters. You see a black man being killed and you do nothing. You see a black woman get slammed down and we watch, we watch, we sit back and we watch and then we go and we go sit down in our little churches and we say, let's pray. Yeah, well, pray and do. Pray and have action. You want changes? What are you going to change? You're going to change police reform? What are we going to do? Are we going to effects of laws and real change but we're sitting up here we're watching i'm watching these people loot i'm watching these people blow up stuff i'm watching these people set things on fire because nobody's been listening the back of america has been founded on black people forever and they act like it never happened they act like we don't exist and when you something doesn't exist you kill the very thing that you think doesn't exist but we exist and there's only it feels like that my black men and my black women only have two places to go. It's either you're going to jail or you're going to death. And we have to teach our kids how to approach a cop because they're like the gangs of America. They're worse than any other gang because they've got the law on their side to shoot you in your head. They got the law on the side to gun you down in your back. They got the law on their side to go in your car and plant drugs. They got the law on their side to do all this. And then we sit up here as a little cowardly Christians we are and say, you know what? Let's just pray and everything will be all right. No, no, no. Okay. It shall. I, I just... That, that's just that's just how I'm feeling right now. Right. And and again, your feelings are justified <clears throat> in the sense that you got a couple of things going on here. We have historical racism by a class of people who enslaved us and brought us here from Africa, who believes that they're superior in every way. Um, as much as atrocities they've done, they've done some good things for us as we've been here. But we will always be looked at as a slave class. That's why I tell people Barack Obama's presidency was an illusion because Barack Obama was from a free African man and a free uh, European white woman. He was not part of the slave stock, even though he identified him as that. His his 
his relationship to us did not come until after he graduated. You know what I'm saying? And he moved into Chicago and decided to, okay, I'm going to fight the fight. But it's easy to fight the fight and want to get into the fight when you've never been in the fight before. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So the delusion that we had our first black president, we did. We had our first African American president, but he wasn't from the slave stock. He wasn't from the struggle. And that's the illusion that they bought into. And that's why this thing that's the looting and the rioting and, and the ability to step on a man's neck and be filmed and not care. You know, that's not a Republican or Democratic issue. That's a power racism issue. And each party is has been negligent in dealing with it. You know, uh, the crime bill that locked up so many African-Americans claim under Bill Clinton. Right, right. Uh, if you go back to listen to what Joe Biden said to get it passed in the Senate. There's no way that a Republican can say what he said and you vote for him. Okay? And it, and what the, what we've done is we've 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 settled for when a person gets up because we're church folk, I've changed. Well, you'll say anything to get elected. Right. What we exactly. have to do is understand exactly. that neither party has our best interests at heart. And we have to understand the looting and the rioting not only are by frustrated people and by criminals. You know, the silent protest in the neighborhood to which uh, things happen and destruction of the neighborhood is ridiculous. You're destroying your own. You're destroying your own businesses. You're not going out to the suburbs and doing anything. And remember, I told you a long time ago, if you really want to affect change, you have to go to where the money is. And the right. money would be somewhere in the suburbs of Minnesota, like at Walmart. Right. Because Mr. Walmart's going to make the politicians move and say, hey, hold on now. You shutting down my multi-million dollar business. Right. The money talks. The money talks. Why would, if you're going to boycott, boycott buying GM cars. Since all the businesses are starting back up, make a boycott of GM and Ford cars. Then you'll get their attention. But you burning down your own neighborhood means nothing. And we don't get right. that. I understand the frustration, but even in your frustration, you know you psychologically limited because you know there's a line you better not cross. And, right. And right. that's what makes it ridiculous. You know, systemic racism, hatred, you can't legislate it. Like you were saying, these laws, you can't legislate love. Yeah. You can't legislate kindness and equality in the people. Think about what the Bible says. The Bible is clear. The reason why you have laws because you are a lawbreaker. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You a lawbreaker. So there's not a law that you can put on the books that's going to make people do right. Matter of fact, the more laws you put on the book, the more you prove that we are lawless people. Because the Bible tells us that you can't legislate the fruit of the spirit, the love, joy, peace. There is no law against that. No, because you either have to do it or don't. We are in a country full of hatred. And all what's going to happen is through the blessed election of Donald Trump, and I mean this in this way, that which we hid and swept under the rug and pretended like we're not is coming full force now. Think about it. The Jews have been desecrated. The blacks have been desecrated. You know, the Indians have been desecrated. We're finding out all kinds of stuff are happening under the radar and now being bought public. And now we have, oh, the those who are Caucasian that are Christian saying, Hey, I'm behind the police, but this is just too much. Well, it's always been too much. But they never seen but, it. But, but, but what it has done is 
it's in your face now to the point you can't wash away this. He can't hide from me. You can't make up a story about he's some aggressive black man and he was threatened. This man was on the ground subdued and the man basically broke his neck and choked him out with his knee. That means that brings something else to the, you know, it's like put your foot on somebody's neck. In the Bible, that has reference to that where the king, conquering king, will put his foot on the neck of the one he conquered. That's the way. That's the way they look at us. And and uh, and you said something earlier about you the fear of uh, of what's going on with you know with black men. Yes. If you have a black son, and I'm gonna say this, and then we gonna take a break and come right back. If we if you have a black son, you need to tell them the truth. You need to relate to them in a way that the, there is truth in what you say, versus telling the pie in the sky. There's a limit, a glass ceiling, a real ceiling, a ceiling that if you cross it and they let you over to the other side, you owe them. And if you decide to speak out for your people, you will be destroyed. Every black leader we looked up to has been destroyed and dismantled. And now what we have is a bunch of black leaders that they bought for us. And what we've done is wake up and realize they're not really for us because they didn't get paid off. Right. You know. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to do this commercial and come right back. Okay, Tanika, we're back and we're talking about what you need to tell your your son. And and yeah, I'm not afraid, but I am conscious of the fact that I live in a country that I better be careful on what to say to the police who's supposed to protect me because they can go from protecting me to persecuting me to killing me all within one yeah. sentence, all in how I approach things. I'm a large black man. I know my son is a large black man. My Most of my family are large black men. And we have to take this thing serious and talk about it, dude. And hold it, and tell them even if you say all the right things, is their mental attitude is gonna come into play. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can say all the right things. Put your hands up. Put your hands out. Put your hands on your head. Lay on the hood. Get on your knees. And they still can kill you. Right. Exactly. And that's that's what I I, I had a problem with one of the people that was talking on Larry Reed live and she said that if you have education that'll help I'm like how much education do you think is going to change your skin color sister how much education is going to change the fear that people have against the skin color that we are no amount of education it doesn't matter if you are the president people still see a skin color they still see your skin color it doesn't matter a phd and mbas and msws and lvns and all of that that you can get that's wonderful but it's still not going to save you because nobody when you're driving down the street Hold on you just know, for a second. Hold, hold on for a second. Go ahead. 
Okay. So it's just like driving down the street, you know, driving while black, <laughs> nobody's going to pull you over and be like, hey, give me all your certifications and your degrees so I can see if you are a legitimate person to pull over. They're not going to do that. They see what they see. A black woman, a black male, and they're intimidated by the skin color. And you can't change that fact. And the conversation that people keep saying that America was supposed to have and should have been had, okay, that's a long time ago. And we know that that conversation needs to have been had long ago. So how many more people have to be discarded before change is actually affected? Well, Legislated, you can't, like you said, we need the churches. Well, see, that, this, see this is, this is the know? thing. This is the thing. They keep talking about this talk we should have had. It doesn't make a difference. That's why I keep trying to tell people. It's not a thing where we get to get to get together and talk about it. We already know about it. They know about it. We know about it. And until the ruling class, which is the Caucasian class and those who follow them, decide that they are not superhuman, that everyone has a right to live no matter what color they are, it doesn't make a difference what we talk about. Again, we can name countless times where men, black men have gotten killed to have great degrees. So education is always our black woman who come along with something stupid like that because that's stupid to talk about. Oh, well, if the black man was educated, see, you are the brainwashed black woman who's educated. Because if you look at history and you look at things, who do you think they were lynching? The best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. Who do you think they gave syphilis to? Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. That man that was in his apartment and a policewoman, white woman walked in there and killed him. He was educated. Very smart, man. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this this thing of, oh, they're just killing, uh, 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 they're killing fathers. Mothers. Grandfathers. Right. Uncles, brothers. Don't get it twisted. Yes, we have a, a part of our community that's ruthless and all of that, okay? And that are not a part of the society as a whole. But we also have those who are being killed just going down the street, just jogging on their way to class, all of that. Just here in St. Louis, we've had that. So this thing of education is not our issue. That's another way they tricked us. Education, education. We are we educated now. Has that stopped the killing? No. No. Are they killing just the low class people? No. I'm killing so, everybody. So education, they are equal opportunity killers. And it's not because you're educated or uneducated. It's because you're black. That's right. And you know what what else, Pastor Jay, is we we can't look at the elephant in America not the elephant in the room but an elephant in America and not see the disgusting display of what has been always perpetrated against our our, our nation like this right here goes way past everything that I've ever thought about America I know America has its nasty things and act like it doesn't exist but it does and then when things happen oh I'm not racist forget that you either are or you're not. And either way, we have to address it. Now, I don't know how this is going to happen because like we talk about, 
the church is somehow silent in this. We got activists and then we got churches that they want to open up. But I'm 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 kind of wondering right now, Christian brothers and sisters, where you at? Because I see all these activists. I see Jamie Foxx. I see former friends. I see all these people. I see all these people focus and talking, but we want to talk about love. And once again, when this is a prime example to set the stage for to show what the Lord Jesus Christ came back for, to show about how to love and how to forgive and how to have the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, where are we right now? Not the false prophets and teachers. When we need the Christian brothers and sisters that say that things is going on, where are you? Where are you right now? Why are well, you just letting the activists that may or may not know about God take center stage and you're not up there saying anything? You got a couple prayers by some people, but it's not it. Where is the church? Well, well, see, where is the church? Is We have a idolatry problem. Jamie Foxx don't mean nothing to me. No. Nope. And what we've done is elevate these, these so-called social stars to be our moral compass. And that's the, we got tricked into that one. It mm-hmm. used to be the mailman was looked up to. The, the policeman that was on the police force would be looked up to. The fireman be looked up to. The father in the neighborhood that talked to all the boys and played catch with all the boys were looked up to. But now we have these uber icons, which we don't know if they devil worshipers. We don't know what they do. And they get to come in and, and the cross-dressing men, you black women who love all these cross-dressing men, and you want them to lead the black man? God forbid. Tell the truth. God forbid. God forbid. I'm not letting no man who dress up like a woman, I don't care what his profession is, Tyler Perry, Jamie Foxx, all of them, tell me what it's like to be a black man. Because one, you've decided to dress up like a woman. <laughs> so yeah. I don't exactly. care. You mean you got to degrade yourself and dress up like a woman because that's what you want to do is make money? You mean you couldn't have done none of this? You know, my I always wonder: Could Tyler Perry have done any of this without dressing up like a cross, dressed like a cross dresser? Is his is his plots and his stories not worthy of telling? Whereas a woman could have played Mother Dear. Mother Dear. That's right. Why? Why do you have to do that, Jamie Foxx? Why? All of them who have decided to that we look up to talk for us. I don't want no cross dressing black man to speak for me. But because of my sisters and their mixed up thinking, you know, and the and the fact that black men are scared and been tramped down to take their rightful place in society and in their homes. So where do we start as black people back in our homes? And until we start making a man a father and a woman a mother and not accept anything less than that, what God has called family to be, we're going to always be able to be tricked. Yeah, and, it, and it's very sad because when we look at the homes and the fatherlessness in the homes that we talked about before, fathers being ripped from the homes and then we watching all these things happen. This is the result of the dads and the moms not doing their part. It's, it's, and, it's, and it's already bad enough that we have people who are against us. It's, it's bad enough. But in our homes, you just let your children run wild you don't teach them to have respect and when they see a police officer this is they're talking you don't get to talk to me this kind of way and being so disrespectful like where do our young women and young men forget that respect is something that 
is earned. You don't just get it just because you just get it. Yeah, they, they didn't got a, oh, you get respect because you got a badge. But now we find out these psycho killers are the ones who had a badge that's supposed to protect us, but they're killing us. You know? Yeah. And you said and you said something. The father is not ripped out the home. You know what the father is? The 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 the, the laws of the land has incentivized for fathers not to be in the home. Oh yes, yes, you're right. You know, we be different it'd be different if they was coming in the home like they did in slavery and grabbing you and throwing you out. No, they ain't doing that. They've made it an incentive to not make that man stand up. You won't hold up, you won't get any assistance if you tell us where that man is. Mm-hmm. Well, I might know what him and then what that does, section eight. The population of black women on section eight is large. I would say 90% of the blacks who are on section eight are women. Yeah. And they're women without women out women with children. Because you would get it if you didn't have any children that are underemployed or unemployed, and they get section eight. And the incentive is, don't tell us about no man living there because if you tell us, we're going to take your money. Yep. That's but, exactly but guess what? They will. But guess what? The man's living there anyway. So now the man is living there. Now, now, and, and I'm a landlord, and, so I, and I'll tell you how this plays out. The man is living there, and I have to give a speech to the female that's living there and say, since your man is not on the lease, since your man got you living in this place, I don't care how many kids you got, and he's not willing to take care of you, he can't say nothing to me because you're on the lease. So you got men, you got men in a position living and they have no control over where they live. And when a man has no control over whether he live, where he lives, he's subject to whatever she comes up with. And I'm not saying good or bad, but he has no control at all because at any moment, what she can do, kick him out. That's right. Anytime she feels like it. And what he's learned to do is manipulate the system and the women that he deals with so he always got one in the corner that's going to take him in when that one kicks him out so why do they kick him out because one day she wakes up and realizes one he's cheating or two that he's not really being a man but again the system's not set up for him to be a man think about what we're thinking about have you heard have you heard the democrats even consider a black man for vice president no i haven't hmm i have now think about that. He went straight from woman to black woman. There, didn't mention one black man. Even though he has available ones. Democrats got to start thinking about this. You've allowed, What you've done is push the black man all the way out the door. He is just fodder for the police to kill now. Even with his black women, she's decided to cast him away and say education is the problem. And if he's not educated, babe, what are you saying? If he's not educated, he deserves to die? Huh. And isn't that something? Because you're educated. First, they want because you're educated. Education, they're yeah. not. Yeah, because you're educated, you, you're looking down on him because the society let you educate him, get educated and made it tough for him to get educated. More scholarships are for black women in businesses and all that other stuff than there is for the black man. There's nothing set aside for the black man. The program they got for the black man is, oh, we're going to teach you how to be a father. But they got specific incentives for that black woman to stay away from her black counterpart. And that's, and that's, and you know what, with my situation, talking about it, 
that whole that whole thing is something that needs to be talked about all the time because we always have these black people that talk about one thing and they're really talking about they're skirting around the issue and it's just like that's not what it's about education is not what it's about did you just watch the man get killed and they didn't ask him hey black man are you educated let me kill you he didn't ask him that why do we want to always and I'm not talking about you and I I'm just Mm -hmm. saying with people in general they take the leap from something that is not what it is and they try to throw it all the way to somewhere else and then they want to throw it at other things like well this is what happens when you know Donald Trump eats a burger black men get killed what are you talking we make these big leaps from one thing to another and it doesn't make sense and then all of a sudden we got this looting in the street and then people are saying well that's what happens when this is what the president does no America has had a problem for a long time and America doesn't want to talk about it and the churches as much as we need to change we also need to engage this is a part where I think I'm watching some of the Christians be a little bit scared to like get involved but this is a part where you get involved we watched people in our past get involved knowing it was going to cost them their life but their life for the freedom that we we so but, talk about but, but we, we don't have that kind of bravery no more and the churches that could do it won't do it and the churches that will do it are so small and so underfunded where they nobody pays them any attention nobody pays them any attention no, nobody pays their attention. There's there there are there are a handful of top black preachers in any given city, and you have the ones who are activists. Have always been activists, but there are ones in our city that if they spoke up and said something, people will pay attention. But until they do, they won't. And again, we have to remember the 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 the, 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 the construction, the the social structure of church, black church and white churches that. Oh, we'll pay you off to not say nothing. You know, because the black church is so politically aligned. We, you know, no, no reverend, reverend so-and-so. Don't say anything. Here's a few more dollars. You know you got it good. We'll call you when you when we ready for you to control some things for us. But until then, don't speak about the social justice. Speak about more education for the black man. And and think, speak about, uh, uh, and like I say, the Democratic Republican Party, the black folks are being so tricked with that it's not even funny neither one of them parties are for you they use you each one uses you in a, right. in a certain kind of way you won't even think for yourself right there's people right. that it's, it's hold up educated black folks hmm. vote democrat just because they black educated folks mm-hmm. anybody but trump that's that's retarded. <laughs> that's retarded. But they're not they're not watching Pastor Jay. They're not. It's like they're not watching. No, because that. they got they they say they hold on. They have a false sense of security, thinking they safe in their suburb home because they next because they got white neighbors, not knowing that it could be their son jogging down the street and get pulled over and killed and shot. Right. And how many times have you said that? How many times have you said on your program on different different occasions, 
You don't care because it's not at your doorstep. No. Until it actually affects you, then you care. It's just like, okay, until you actually see your husband on the ground with a police officer on his neck, then you care. I mean, it should not be so where, hey, I don't know him. And if somebody would tell me, why do you care so much? He's not a friend to you. He ain't no kid yeah. to you. Well, he ain't nothing. And, he's a stranger to and you. And let's do this. Let's say cell phones weren't around and this would have happened and it would have been reported in the media. It'd be, it'd be over with by now. Right. Nobody would be talking about Nobody it. Nobody be talking about it by now. If, if, if it wasn't filmed by so many people, if it was just filmed by their body cam, they'd have been unjustified it by now. Right. And then they would have done their paperwork, brushed it away, and on to another one. Yeah. And like they did with Ferguson. Oh, who's in pre- who's president of the United States when Ferguson went down? Barack Obama. Mm. So what difference does it make? The Democrats was in control. What difference does it make? Ferguson still burned, just like Minnesota still burning. So what? What does the president? What did Barack Obama do that was so great? When all the black police chiefs that they do you know they went through like three, four black police chiefs in Ferguson, Missouri? No, I didn't know. Yeah. And Ferguson ain't changed. They get their money from giving tickets to black folks that drive through the community. And let me tell your 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 people this all out there in West Coast. Ferguson is not the ghetto. Okay? Ferguson has a large, nice white population. Where the shooting went down was not the ghetto. The where the shooting went down was a apartment complex. You had Walmart right down the street. You had a quick trip right there on the corner. Think about this. Quick trips are not in the ghetto. Mm. Yes, it was lower middle class, but it was not the ghetto. So this picture of Ferguson like being on the ghetto. Yes, uh, uh, you go down Ferguson to a point and you get into uh, uh, Jennings, but there's no city of St. Louis limits that border Ferguson. You got some real nice two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar houses in Ferguson. Okay, downtown Ferguson is like downtown Main Street, USA. <laughs> they were a long way from downtown Ferguson. That the blacks didn't venture down there. They tore up where they live. Bill Buzz Westfall, one of the, one of the well known prosecutors and county executives that's in St. Louis has a plaza in Ferguson. And they didn't tear it up. Okay? So this thing of getting us tricked because we don't look at information in, a, in its total picture and allowing us and, and, and black men being scared. Scared again. I, I, I'm old enough now. I'm over 50. I old, I'm old enough to know that what my dad prepared me for is true. No matter what, and this is the same, my mom said it too, and they are both well-educated. No matter how much education we get, son, remember, you black. Always. Conduct your, hold up, conduct yourself accordingly. Yeah. Now, while they saying don't stand up, they saying don't be, don't be a fool. Right. Don't sit there and put yourself in a situation that you're not willing to die for. Even though you may not do that, don't let it be your voice and them coming against you to saying, look what he said to me. That's why I shot him. Yeah. Make make them, even though they may shoot you, make them ask the question. Right. You know, don't be belligerent. Don't do that. 
Yeah, they can still hold on. Yeah, that's not a cure-all. But I tell you what, we have to understand education is not the not the problem. We we, we got educated people. It's our blackness that they hate. It's our able to procreate no matter what you do to us that they hate. We have to remember Planned Parenthood was invented to kill black babies. Right, exactly. Okay, and we've killed a lot of black babies. Yes. It's just like the Israelites. Why were the Egyptians afraid of the Israelites? Because they just just procreated. Mm Mm-hmm. So now what we've done is allow a small minority of our community, which is a LBGT, whatever alphabet community, to come in and not hijack the black family and hijack the black morals that our enemy was scared of and dismantle the thing that we could that we do good. We procreate. But, we but now, but now, but now, but I'm and I'm not, I'm saying in, the, in a positive way. Because the mortality rate of black folks has went down because we kill them in the womb. Mm-hmm. Sheer numbers helped us along with education, along with that. But the sheer numbers. But now we're, because of we're losing the number position, guess what? We're the third minority in the United States. The Hispanics have taken over. Why have the Hispanics taken over? Sheer numbers. Yeah. See, you don't have to have a whole bunch of educated folk if you got the numbers. But you eliminate the numbers, you're not as important anymore. Right, exactly. And, and if we keep not understanding that, that our power is in our numbers and in our families and not letting a small percentage of, of homosexuals control what being black is. And again, I'm not against homosexuality in the sense of they've been around since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. But if you just study history, they destroyed the Roman Empire, and most empires have went down due to lasciviousness of some kind. They got so comfortable that they just started doing anything they wanted to do instead of taking care of business. And we've gotten caught up into this battle of our blackness, our sexuality, our education. And, and what we've done has been so distracted by so many different fronts, we're so divided. Even coming together saying we black don't mean nothing. No, because we still got that division. And, 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 oh, and, and then and then coming together saying you belong to a black church. We wear our black church like like a symbol. I belong to this church. I would belong. We don't even do denominations no more. It's the church and its influence that we want to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of your Baptist churches cha- has changed their name to just whatever whatever church. Christian yeah, Center, Worship Center, because there's nothing in the denomination anymore where the power used to lie. Now it's in. I got the people. Think about it. You're, you, T.D. Jakes is popular because he got the people. Mm-hmm. So that's numbers. Yeah. But you can. But see, the the, the the key is build a coalition where the numbers make a difference. You don't have to have the, all the numbers centered into one person. It could be spread out. But we don't know how to work together, and and that and that will always be our demise. Yeah, and I think and I think that while I'm while I was frustrated, I was just like, why do we why do we always continue to do the same doggone thing every single time? We talk about it, we we get upset. We have, right now, right now, tensions is high, and I my my mind right now, I'm trying to have a cooler, calmer head. Because you know this situation, 
is far past me. Mm-hmm. You know, way, 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 way past me. But this is the thing. When I'm watching all this that they're doing, this is not the way to go about to effect change. You want to change, then we have to effect change the right way. And we're not doing that. Every time they say they want to do police reform, every time they say they want to make better laws. Well, how are you doing that when we are not yet united? And then somebody brought up something when I was watching the Black Lives Matter talk. Somebody brought up something that was actually true and said, what about black on black crime? Well, that's another issue aside of the police brutality that, yes, we need to stop killing our own because that doesn't make sense over color, over parts of pieces of doesn't belong because you haven't done anything for it. You just murder folks because you're trying to show gang affiliation or whatever you have to do. And it's just like, these are two separate things. It's just like, here we go making a leap again, but it's not our people. It's just, it's what it is. People take all this stuff and because they've seen us as a people as intimidating, they they do fear us. And it's just like, we need to do something else to, to show change. And we need to, not just education, but our young people are the ones that are going out here looting and doing all this stuff. Come on now. Our young people need some training. Our young people need to hear about the gospel. Our young people are being lost. They're walking around lost. And when people say, and this is something different, but when they say, you know, social distancing, do that, and you don't want to do it, F the police, and then you wonder why the cops, like, something's got to give. You're either going to do it right or you're not going to do it at all and there's not going to be no change well the people don't understand that the Clinton crime bill was actually fostered by a black church people don't understand that see that's what I'm saying we talk their talk but we don't understand we don't never research the Clinton crime bill got passed because the black folks say that's what they wanted they wanted the gangs to stop they wanted the killings to stop so three strikes you out all that they they wanted to set up a something to control what was going on in the community Yes, it did good. It, it, did, it, it, did, it did good in one way, but then we have that part of our community that don't understand. When you do something like that, you're gonna you're gonna get the the good with end up with the bad from it. And we now we're at the point twenty years later, thirty years later, forty years, thirty years later, we're saying it was a wrong type of bill. But at the time, we were we pushed it through too. It did let's put it this way. A crime bill against black folks did not get pushed through without black folks voting for it. Okay, so that didn't happen. All right. The Senate, the Senate was democratic. Thus the 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 House was democratic. It had to go through the House to get to the Senate. Okay? So now you have it passed and now you don't want the repercussions of it. Well, you got to sometimes you got to choose. You're going to get you're going to lose some things you don't want when you legislate anything. You're going to scoop up the bad, but guess what? Just, it's just like if you cast a net. You're going to scoop up what you, the fish you want, but then you're going to scoop up some fish you don't want. You know, you might get a dolphin in there. You don't want to kill a dolphin, but the dolphin swam through the net. The key is, can you handle killing a few dolphins to get these predators off the street? And what we decided is, no, we can't. They were building bigger prisons. And yes, we were going to prison. But the question has to be is, were we were they locking up a, a majority of people 
who who were who were actually criminals by nature. You know, they have decided by their own decisions to adopt that way of life. Well, I, I could. Uh, a lot of times, I could say, yeah. I mean, I went to the penitentiary. I met a whole bunch of guys who are dope dealers, and they and they say they're young and they're gonna get out again. And you go, you know what they say? Oh, I know what to do next time, not to get caught. So they are willing to come back out into their own society, sell drugs to to their kills to their own people, and their whole thing is, I know what to do next time, so I don't get caught. We have to face up to the fact we have some killers in our community. That's very true. And we need to, and we need to deal with them. Okay? Unless we deal with them, we leave the government no choice. See, I don't relish the decisions that have to be made. And we got to start back at the churches teaching teaching true values. Mm-hmm. We're not even ready to start legislating anything because it, that doesn't work. Throwing legislation and stuff don't work. We we know that by historical. You know what I'm saying? We know this. Yeah. It don't work. Not why why not right. give? Why not support people to start attending instead of church being something that you drive drive to? Why not start? Uh, with this, telling people support your church in your local community where you live. Have nothing to do with white or black. Instead of you driving from your suburb home all the way down into the city to show that you belong to the elite black church, why not go to the church in your suburbs and be part of that community? Right, and support that. A church, a church that you two mile do a two mile radius and find a church that you can be active in and support your community versus you keep keep taking the field trip back to the ghetto as if you really want to participate in the ghetto stuff. You see? Right. Get back to community churches. But of course, there there ain't no money. But see, the the key is there's really no money in that. There's There's no prestige in that. You know? Because, yeah, we made... You know, we know what kind of capitalistic society we, we yeah. exist in. Just like our community needs us. And it's just like, like you said, getting back into community, we should be, you know, rallying people around to show the love of Christ. And it's just like, how are we doing that when we, even the little churches that are in the community, they don't even go and knock and talk on to the doors of the neighbors of the churches that they live on the street with. Because yeah. I have a, a church here. And you would wonder, do you knock on the doors and invite them to church and say, hey, you can come. I mean, I know with social distancing, but, you know, anytime you want to come, let us know because we're here. And if there's anything that we can do for you, we're just a call away. Yeah, I but- mean, you know, churches that I used to know that I used to go to, I would tell them, you know, I don't have any food. The church, the church would be the one to bring you the food, not Postmates. Not Grubhub, not DoorDash. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. You call the church and they, they tell you. I said, you know, I have no well, food. Well, Don't worry, we'll be over there in a few minutes. We're coming. Well, the church is part of the, the, the overall social structure or the destruction of the black male. Think about this the church has left its God given order of things, and now we have the women in the male positions, in the male authority position that God said is reserved for men, that you have a special position in the church and God's kingdom, but it's not in these 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 titled structures. He wanted the church to be run by men. And what we've done is destroy that because now all most of the churches are run by women. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a male pastor. And and people say, my point was this. When we had the churches run by deacons and pastors, we had a better black society. Now that we've amalgamated into this postmodern culture and made church part of the culture and not separate, we've gotten the ills of the culture. See, every time we change God's moral standard and, and, and the way he wants us to go, you get, even though there may be pros that you think come from that, there's always the cons and there's and, there's, and the cons tend to outweigh the pros. So now we have the church being an effeminate church. Right, exactly. And not having, and not having And the, the strong black man doesn't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Because there's two things. He suspected the pastor taking money. You know, he he's fallen into the hype of why not to be there, but he's needed there more than any place else. Yeah. And it's not required that you come be a Bible scholar. See, that's another thing. They get intimidated. It's not become you just come be the man. Yeah. Be a man of authority. Be a man of 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 of, of, of accountability, responsibility, and respect. And you can be a good man in the church. But again, I I feel like I'm just preaching to the air because again, my voice is not heard locally. And it's kind of funny. My verses, voice is heard more international than it is local. Yeah. Because they don't want to hear what I have to say. Because what I hear, what, what they hear, when they hear me tell them they got to be accountable and responsible for their own life and their own family, they've gotten used to this government taking care of their family. So no, they don't want to be told, man, get your girl off welfare. Get your wife off welfare. Get your children out of the system. You take care of your children. I don't want to do that. Yeah. The white man, hold on. In one breath, you talk about how the how the white construct holds you back, and then the next breath, when I say go, you can do it. And here's a program that you can get in and learn a skill. You don't even want to sign up for that, and it's free. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Something that will teach you something that will you could take care of your own family, and you won't even do it. Because mm-hmm. you like your girl being on Section Eight. You like your girls receiving women, children, uh, milk, and all that stuff. Because guess what? You're sitting over eating off of it. Yep. Because, you know, like you said, don't want to take the rightful position and be responsible. That that nasty word of responsibility. Yep, yep. So what we're going to do is me and you going to continue this conversation a little later. Because we got a lot of content. And uh, I will call you back later. We'll continue this. All right. Have a blessed day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening in today to Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Dr. James Sutton. You may send letters of prayerful support and your tax-deductible financial gift to Walk in Truth, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. If you are in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 314-629-0024. You can also visit the ministry website at www.walkintruthministries.com or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. And be sure to check us out at Walk in Truth Ministries on Facebook and Walk in Truth Radio SoundCloud. Be sure to tune in next week for another thought-provoking broadcast from Let Us Reason Together.